I'm David Marcus, host of Drinks with the Deal, and today our guest is Sonia Najjar, an M&A partner at Skadden in Palo Alto. Sonia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So we're going to talk about several things on today's podcast. First, a little bit about your background, how you got into law, your transition from Skadden's New York office to the Palo Alto office, and the process of building a a practice and a client base in tech. Your work at Skadden as the hiring partner of the Palo Alto office. You had an eventful 2022, so we'll talk a little bit about those deals and what you may see for this year. And then finally, a little about how you decompress from work. So with that, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to practice. Sure. So I grew up in Modesto, which is a small town here in California. And I went to Stanford for undergrad, so stayed in Northern California. And my interest in law really started at Stanford. Going into Stanford, I was an economics and international relations major. And so with the econ background, I really thought I was more interested in business, perhaps investment banking, things like that. And then while at Stanford, I took a great class called Intro to American Law, which really was my first taste of the legal world other than, of course, watching Law and Order on TV. And I found this class to be really interesting. And it showed a lot of different aspects of the law that I wasn't exposed to growing up. You know, nobody in my family is in big law. And so I really wasn't exposed to a lot of different types of law. And this class was really eye-opening and something where I thought, wow, I'm really interested in this subject. And continuing on with that, I spent a summer in college at the London School of Economics, where I took a law and business class. And to me, that sort of cemented my interest you know, in business and the law combined And seeing that there were careers out there that weren't your typical litigation, small court type of thing. And so that's when I thought law school could be something really for me. And I went straight through from undergrad to law school. I went to Columbia for law school. And that was the first time I moved out of Northern California and moved to New York, a place that is still to this day near and dear to my heart. And so you started in SCAD's New York office. So talk to us about that and then how you transitioned out to Palo Alto. Sure. So I split my summer as a 2L, you know, typical SCAD in summer. So I split my summer with the New York and Palo Alto offices because at that time I wasn't sure if I wanted to return to Northern California at the time or stay in New York for a longer period. And after splitting my summer, I said, you know, I love Palo Alto. I love it out here, but I'm not ready to return to Northern California yet after a whole lifetime of living there. So I decided to stay in New York and I spent the first five years of my career in the New York office. And I was in the financial institutions group when I was in the New York office. The New York office does a rotation for first years between two different corporate groups, if you're on the corporate side of things. So my rotations were financial institutions group and M&A. And I picked financial institutions group or FIG as we call it at the end of that rotation. 
And it turned out this was a very exciting and for many of us terrifying time to be watching what America's financial institutions were doing or was happening to them. Yes, absolutely. And I would say part of the reason I picked the financial institutions group was because of the work that I was able to do while I was in that rotation. One of the first big deals I ever did as a first-year associate was the Bear Stearns-JP Morgan merger. We represented Bear Stearns on the deal. And it was such an exciting deal and a crazy deal to be a part of. You know, and as a first year associate, to have that experience of watching Peter Atkins negotiating provisions over a weekend with Jamie Dimon and Wachtel, and that was a truly amazing experience and a very exciting deal to be a part of. I looked at that and said, wow, if these are the types of deals I'm involved in Scadden, you know, I've, I've really risen to the next level. So that was part of my experience during my big rotation. And then I rotated into M&A in August 2008. So that very quickly became quite slow. (laughs) So tell us just a little bit about the scene in the JP Morgan Bear Stearns negotiation, which is obviously 15 years ago, but such an extraordinary deal. And of course, a harbinger of what was to come in 2008. I mean, literally, was everybody gathered at Skadden and you could see Jamie Dimon walking around talking to people? There were a number of folks gathered in all different places. I mean, we as the Skadden team were all there the whole weekend nonstop. And there were conversations happening with so many constituencies all the time because it did happen so quickly and came together you know, so fast. And the fact that it came together that quickly, and then the next day, you know, once it was announced, it was, you know, all of the headlines everywhere was just amazing to be a part of as a first year associate, you know, so you're working on things. And then one thing I appreciated was also getting a chance to know what I'm working on, where does this fit in in the bigger picture of the deal and what's happening you know, all together? And I think that's something really important. And I try to do with junior associates now myself, because I always very much appreciated when doing a discrete task and you want to know how it fits into the bigger picture. Because at this level, everything you're doing is so important to the deal. And so how did you transition back to California? How did you decide to move back? And how did you make sure that you would be able to make that transition at Skadden? Yeah, so I really enjoyed my Skadden experience. And I always had a view that perhaps one day I would want to move back to Northern California. I loved when I summered in the Palo Alto office, the people here I really kept in touch with over the years both the partners out here who were the same folks and the associates, and also especially the people I summered with. So my class, a lot of those folks were still at Skadden and a lot of them are now who I still keep in touch with. To this day, a lot of them are now in Northern California and at different places. So I tried to keep my connections with the Palo Alto office going throughout my time in New York. 
And in the FIG group, I made sure I worked on M&A deals. There's a separate regulatory branch where you're sort of just doing the regulatory work. And I very quickly knew that I loved the M&A work. And so I made sure to work with the partners doing the M&A deals over there. Todd Freed really looked out for me and I did a ton of deal work with him, which was a great way to learn the fast-paced nature of deals. And big deals are very interesting in that they have this regulatory aspect overlaid onto them. And I think that was a great training ground to come to Palo Alto, which I decided to do in 2012. I looked at where I was in my career and in my life. And I said, you know, I really would like to move back to Northern California. My whole family's out here, lots of college friends and connections, people I grew up with. A lot of people are back in Northern California, and I'd really like to be back here. So I worked with the firm to transition back to Palo Alto. And within the firm, it actually worked out extremely well, both because I kept my connections in Palo Alto. I summered here. So I was a part of this office, albeit briefly, for some time previously. And I had great recommendations from the New York folks in FIG, including Todd Freed, who I mentioned, and Sven Mickish and John Laughter. And so they also spoke to the partners out here and said, she's terrific and we'd love her not to leave Skadden. And I, of course, also really loved working at Skadden, New York. I loved my time in Palo Alto as a summer. And so for me, my number one choice to return to California was to come back to Skadden, Palo Alto. Obviously, you stayed at SCAD over the last decade. Talk about building a practice and a client base in tech and how that's different for you than it would have been had you stayed in New York and remained in the FIG group. Yeah. So coming out here, I had to learn a different style of working. You know, people here are busy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of innovation. And so people want to have legal advice that is practical, to the point, and helps achieve their objectives while, of course, you know, keeping them on the right side of the law. And I do think it's just a very dynamic culture and also a small legal community, believe it or not. So Coming out here, I would say that starting out and doing the work first and foremost was the first thing. Getting on these deals, working with different partners out here, and really getting to know the style of work that we do now out here was first and foremost that hard work is what's going to start building your career in a new jurisdiction. And then on top of that, while you're doing this work, you're meeting more people on the other sides, whether it be your own clients and the large in-house teams that we usually work with at our clients or the other side, different councils, different clients. You're seeing different styles, how things are working out here. You know, This was also the time in my career that I was transitioning from a mid-level to a senior associate, starting to run all the deals 
earning the trust and respect of the partners out here who also were trusting me more to run these deals. And so all of that and those connections I've made over the years within Skadden, other law firms, in-house legal communities really set me up for success in a way to be here now to have more connections and be a player in the tech M&A space. And it would also seem like you made the transition at, at, a, at a really opportune time in your career, because I would think as you become more senior, the regulatory aspects of insurance M&A become something you have to devote more time and attention to, which is different from the average tech deal. And of course, the client bases are still very different. That's true. Although I would say that coming out here in 2012, I never expected that several years later, I would start working on a bunch of fintech deals, which actually seem like a great marriage between the fig group and the tech M&A. So I think previously, they used to be very, very separate. But now you look at fintech, insurtech, and they're really coming together in different ways. I mean, technology is something that has pervaded all of these traditional industries where it didn't used to be something that you really thought of when you were thinking of insurance companies or banks or healthcare companies. And I think in some ways, the pandemic really accelerated the adoption of technology into a lot more of these traditional spaces. Talk about your work as the hiring partner in the Palo Alto office. Sure. So I'm one of the co-hiring partners. Uh, Ken Kumiyama, who's an IPT partner here in Palo Alto, is the other co-hiring partner with me. Intellectual property transactions. Yes. So the two of us are the co-hiring partners. And this is something that's really changed over the past now three years with the pandemic. We used to do all of our hiring in person, we'd go to campus in person. And now the initial interviews are all done via a Zoom-like platform. So they're done virtually. And so meeting 30 students on one day face-to-face is very different from meeting them virtually. (laughs) And so you still do the long, you know, 20 to 30 student interview schedule, which just seems like an incredibly bizarre and horrible form of torture. (laughs) We do. And actually, Ken and I have found that the best way to do it is for us to do as many of those 20 to 30 interviews as possible. So we have the same standards that we're looking for, and we like to do those ourselves. So it, it really is a long couple of days, but we get through it. (laughs) <laughs> so, so you really like the consistency of having just a handful of people do those initial interviews rather than spreading them out among a broader array of lawyers at the firm. We do. And we also find that it allows the two of us to have the same standards across all candidates when we're looking at the initial round of who to call back. It also allows for some speed. We know folks are anxious who want to hear back sooner rather than later. And so we do try to keep that first round fairly limited. And that being said, when we call candidates back for callback interviews, 
we'd like them to meet as many folks as possible. So we do have our hiring committee that they meet, other attorneys in the office, and we want them to meet a mix of partners, councils, and associates from different groups. And then talk about the deals you worked on last year, which had to have been one of the most eventful in your career. It really was. The year started out with us working on the Activision Blizzard Microsoft deal. We represented Activision Blizzard in the deal. And that was quite an exciting deal to start the year off with. I worked on that deal with Ken King, who's not only a terrific partner, but has also really been a mentor to me in my career. And it was terrific to work with him and on this deal that was just so massive. It was the largest ever technology deal, the largest deal that Microsoft has ever done, and the largest deal of last year. And it was incredibly exciting to be a part of it. We knew that the deal was going to receive intense public and regulatory scrutiny. And so while we were negotiating and going through all of the deal provisions, things like that, this was a something that we really always kept in our minds. And it, it really colored our negotiations. And then you worked on two other significant transactions, at least one of which pretty much everybody will have heard of. Yes. So we started the year off thinking that Activision was going to be the deal that was going to get really intense public scrutiny. And then three months later, here comes the next deal, which was Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. So Skadden represented Elon Musk in that deal. And it was extremely exciting and fast paced. And that deal really received intense public scrutiny, more so than any other I've worked on, including Bear Stearns' JP Morgan taking it back to the beginning. So it was a very, very exciting deal to be a part of. And then a third as well. Yes. Intel's agreement with Brookfield to jointly invest in creating a first-of-its-kind semiconductor co-investment program that introduces a new funding model to the semiconductor industry. So a approximately $30 billion joint venture. Well, the semiconductor fabs obviously being extraordinarily expensive, and they've been extraordinarily expensive for many, many years. Exactly. So it was really incredible to be a part of that. And I've done many semiconductor deals over the years, including many deals for Intel. I worked on the acquisition of Mobileye back in 2017, which was an incredibly interesting transaction too. That was the one and only transaction that we had a company that was listed on a US stock exchange, incorporated in the Netherlands, and an Israeli tax resident. So structuring that deal was really quite challenging. And uh, we put together a novel transaction structure for that deal because of the three different jurisdictions that were implicated in it. And then finally, tell us a little bit about what you do outside of work. So since the pandemic started, I took up golf because I had all of this free time where I used to come to the office and go do business development activities, see people. You know, now all of that was sort of relegated to a Zoom screen. So you know, I found myself with all of this free time because all of these things we used to do, like actually 
meet clients. We used to go to meetings and you know, now we're all confined, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> to a Zoom screen. And so I found myself with a lot of extra free time. And my husband has been telling me for years to try to take up golf. And so during the pandemic, when I had all this free time and I didn't want to be indoors, I said, let me try this golf. And so I took a bunch of lessons and I grew up playing tennis. So I actually think some of the swings of that movement style is not entirely foreign to me. So I actually ended up being relatively good to start out with for a beginner, which was encouraging. And then that made me want to keep taking lessons, keep getting out there and playing. And so golf is something I really enjoy. You know, even now that we're back pretty much in person and some things are hybrid, but a lot of things are now in person, I still love playing golf. I think it's a great way to be outdoors, to relax, to focus on something intensely that's not your work, which is otherwise what I generally am focused on. <laughs> Sonia, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. For Drinks with a Deal, I'm David Marcus.